Hey everyone, it's Angie. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, Women with Crowns. Over the last several weeks, you've got to listen to different uh, ladies speak, and this week you're going to get to listen to Miss Catherine. And Miss Catherine uh, was a was a guest speaker on Saturday. She's from First Church of Livingston, and she talked with us on what is our role as women. What is our role, and I believe, what is our role in the community, in our families, in our church? What is it that God has for us to do? And also she talked about uh, being aware, being aware of what's going on in life, in, in our community, in our world, so that we know how to stand in the gap and pray for one another and uplift one another. Okay, it's all yours. Well, let's pray. Okay. Abba Father, we just adore you. Jesus, Yeshua, we love you. Holy Spirit, we know that you are here. We ask you, Holy Spirit, that you just open our spirit, our ears to hear what you're saying to the church. Because we are the church. And you have a calling and You have a kingdom come that you want to work in us and through each and every one of us. And so I pray that we can stir up the gift of the Holy Spirit in each one of us, that we can just stir each other up. Iron sharpens iron. Holy Spirit, we need our flames just stoked to just a blazing, passionate fire for you and for each other. And we praise you and thank you. And we're just open to what you have to say. We bless you, Lord. We praise you. We are yours. We are your daughters. We are your precious, beloved women. God, I just pray for your favor and your anointing to be upon in each each and every one of us, in us us and upon us. We want to bless you. We want to bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, Just want to say I'm not a professional speaker. (laughs) Um, I just have a... um, God's been speaking to me for a few years about the awakening and the revival that he wants to accomplish, especially in the Upper Cumberland where we are. Mm-hmm. And what is my role in that? You know, what can I do to be the most fruitful, make the most impact with what I have to give? And um, and I believe that men or women, we, we have a gifting and a calling, and we are anointed women mm-hmm. of God. And we have a harvest field. We have a territory that we manage for the kingdom of God. It may just be your children and your family. It may be bigger than that. You know, God assigns a certain area that we can have favor and influence in. And that's the Holy Spirit anoints us and gives us eyes to see and ears to hear. You know, this person might need prayer. This one needs me to actually speak to them. So... That's what I want to bring is I just want to issue that call that God gave me. 
And that's all I can do. Mm-hmm. And it, it's up to you if you're going to take up that torch. I've heard him say, take this torch and light those fires in each heart that you meet. You know, I'm going to bring people into your life. And I want you to listen to me and do what I ask you to do with that person. It could be just my grandchildren when they mm-hmm. visit on a weekend. Um, clients, where I'm a real estate broker, so I'm in the land. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm sent out to homes. I'm sent to work with people that are coming in from other states that I know God is bringing here because if you know it or not, and I think you pro- you are aware, we're in a revival in the Upper Cumberland. Mm-hmm. We have a very unique geographic area in Tennessee and in the southeast that God is moving in. Uh, many of you have been to the walk to Emmaus. That is a mighty tool that God has used in the Upper Cumberland to bring revival and bring awakening to individuals and to their churches. Um, there's all kinds of conferences and meetings. Look what we're doing here today. So I know for a fact God has got his eye and his hand on the Upper Cumberland. And this is our harvest field. This is our territory, right? Mm-hmm. So I believe that's what he's called us for this this season, 2020. We're entering a new decade. Um, he is poised and ready. He's already done mighty things right up until this point. And I believe that he is saying 2020 we are going to see victories and breakthroughs that we have been praying through for years, that they are. we are going to see those manifest mm-hmm. in 2020. Don't give up. Don't stop praying. Don't stop speaking. Don't stop ministering to that lost one that's just in the pit, in the pigsty. Don't give up. Don't give up on yourself, okay? Um, every one of us have some type of brokenness. Mm-hmm. I just, I believe that. I know that I do. I go through seasons where I'm just walking tall and then I just fall into another hole or a pit or something God's working in me. You know, he is always has me in a way of sanctification and he takes you through these times and these seasons where he, he is dealing with you and just wanting to remove roots and blocks and barriers to, um, to bring you deeper and to bring you higher, of course, not higher in an arrogance, but but higher in in the kingdom. Okay, you know we know we are humble servants of the Lord. We are humility. You know they say that the way up is the way down. You know, you know you're you're bowing at the feet of Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. So that's not really what I wanted to talk about, but that's kind of my my opening good. remarks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and. It's interesting that this is the the queen, you know, that we are queens, women with crowns, Mm -hmm. okay? And I was in a retreat in Pensacola, Florida, light the fire again, at the anniversary of the great Pensacola revival back in September. And um, during one of the worship times, I had an insight into the throne room. And that's not just this thing I have all the time. You know, I I hate to say, oh, I had a vision. But I did see, God let me see something because he was going to show me some things over the next few months. So he showed me the throne room. And I could see God, not his face, but like the robe and a throne. And then if you're familiar with with Revelation 8 and Revelation 5, and you might want to write that down, there is an altar of incense in heaven. And it's filled with the prayers of the saints. 
Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And there's an angel attending to it. There's saints and elders and living creatures, and Jesus is there, and God is there. So there's a throne room where our prayers come up, and they're in this bowl of incense. An angel attends to it. At some point, it's stirred up, and it's thrown back to earth, and there's thundering, lightning, and earthquake, and fire. So the, the implication is when prayers are answered, they are sent back to earth, and there's lots of stuff that's happening. Thundering, lightning, fire, earthquakes. Um, and so what I saw next was Queen Esther appears at the door in heaven, and this scepter comes forth and is extended to Queen Esther, just like in the story, in the book of Esther. And he then God looks at the angel and nods his head, yes. Like, yes, it's time to answer these prayers. And what he was telling me is the Queen Esther is the church, right? Mm -hmm. That's the symbol of the church. And he has extended the scepter, and he's spoken to the angels, it's time to answer the prayers that the saints are praying. Mm-hmm. And just over the next few months, he, he told me that I am opening up a season where, where you've been laboring in these prayers, and answers are coming. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I've just been given that yeah. message, <laughs> take heart, take courage, yeah. do not give up. Continue to pray fast. So what are the others? So I began to look at Esther. I said, okay, um, what did Esther do? Our nation is in a time of the nation of Israel like then. I mean, we are are on Satan is furious. He wants to destroy the church. Mm -hmm. He wants to destroy humanity. Mm -hmm. Amen? Yes, amen. And what is he, what is our clue that Satan is out to destroy humanity. I mean, where can we look just in the very basic, who is he after to destroy? The Christians. Right. Mm -hmm. And the babies, Mm -hmm. okay? We're all aware that he wants to destroy life in the womb. Mm -hmm. It has gone crazy. Children can be aborted up until the day of birth. Did you know that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Are you all aware of that? Mm-hmm. I really was not aware of that until probably a year and a half ago, that how extreme it has gotten. Mm-hmm. If the baby survives the abortion, okay, it made it through, they lay it on a table, and the mother can decide if it lives or dies. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. So... It's very evident with abortion that Satan wants to destroy humanity. Mm-hmm. And the other destruction, and this is going to make sense in a minute, is the identity, just the basic identity of people with the no gender, transgender, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, homosexuality. So we can look at the political climate and you can see a divide in the left and the right. What, who is promoting what? Okay. Mm -hmm. You've just got to look at the fruit. Where is Satan working to destroy our faith? Zillow's calling me. Isn't that great? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, to destroy humanity. Okay. 
Satan works in nations. He works in governments. Uh, He's working in North Korea to absolutely destroy the Christians, the people there. He's working in Iran, Iraq. He is working in the United States of America to destroy the very foundations of our country. Mm -hmm. Okay? And these are just my talking with the Lord. Have we just allowed that to happen? Mm -hmm. Because we have not been vocal. Mm -hmm. We have just been asleep. We have been apathetic. Um, we've been too busy. We've been blinded to it. I didn't know abortion was like that. Okay? So, if you look at what is going on in our nation, we are at a critical, critical point. And I believe God has just put it out there. This is what I've heard Him saying, and I have groups I pray with, is that this election coming up is going to be Absolutely critical for the survival of this nation. Okay? It is. And it doesn't even matter what you think about President Trump. You have got to look at what what political party is a champion of life, Mm -hmm. of the church. Okay? That's just the two biggest things right there. Traditional marriage. Mm-hmm. Okay, you just got to look at that. We cannot ignore this. Right. I mean, I'm not here to make a political statement. I'm just <laughs> saying, we as a church, <clears throat> we, God is going to hold us accountable. Yes. You have to be aware that the powers and principalities, read Daniel, they control yes. geographic areas of this yes. planet. Mm-hmm. Now, we have the power. Greater is he in us than he that is in this world. And I have had God speak to me. I have already taken the ground and the air of Washington, D.C. But if you don't pray, it is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And on Tuesday, the Tuesday of this last November, which was, no, it was a Monday, he said, you have 365 days to show me that you want righteousness to reign in this United States of America. And so this is the message. This is my call to you. I am pleading Mm -hmm. with my brothers and sisters, take your place. Pray, fast, act, speak. I am not going to be silent anymore. If you look at my Mm. Facebook, you will probably defriend me because (laughs) I am standing my ground. The United States of America belongs to Jesus Christ. And it is a righteous foundation. And we have allowed this foundation to be shaken. And now we have a total divide. You have death working on the left. Mm-hmm. And you have life just trying to uh. work on the right. Okay? So, he has told me it is time to be very serious and watchful in our prayers those are scriptures. Look at 1 Peter 5, 1 Peter 4, Ephesians 6. You know the armor mm-hmm. scriptures. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I love Rick Renner. He's one of the best mm-hmm. Bible teachers. We did a study called Dress to Kill. And he just breaks it all down about spiritual warfare. It says, Be strong in the Lord <laughs> and in the power of his might, and then put on the armor of God. And we may wake up in the morning and just start putting on our armor. 
but have we received the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit? Because he, he said, is the armor really going to do you any good if you don't have the power of the Holy Spirit? I don't know. I don't think so. You know, the church... You're a spirit-filled church. You're a Holy Ghost believing, mm-hmm. empowered church. Mm-hmm. So are we. Mm-hmm. And I know I cannot do a thing without the Holy Spirit Amen. baptism. Yeah. There's nothing. I'm just going to be, I'll be saved, born again, but I will not be effective. I cannot exercise my gifts of the Spirit without the Holy Spirit baptism. I cannot speak in tongues and then interpret and listen to a message from the Holy Spirit and know what to do. Mm -hmm. You know, we, if you look at Ephesians 6, 18, he says, pray with all prayer, especially Mm -hmm. in the Spirit. You know, that's just not having this unction and this power, that means praying in tongues Mm -hmm. because you can hear, bypass your mind because we don't know how to pray. You know, I don't know what he wants me to do. I couldn't have seen that, what I saw in heaven. You know, he he put the scepter out. Mm -hmm. He said, I have told the church the throne room is open. But they're too busy having programs and, and trying to entertain everybody mm-hmm. and perform and have a great church service. And they're not doing the, the hard work of prayer and fasting mm-hmm. and acting. You know, the contemporary church wants to entertain us yeah. and make us feel good and put thousands of people in an auditorium and we're doing nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm convicted. I've, I've felt that pressure to entertain. I'm a worship leader. And it's like this thing comes at me that I've got to entertain somebody. That's not what it's about. You know, you are gifted, called, anointed, no matter where we are in our walk with Christ. We are anointed. Get that shame of Satan off of us. Stop letting him puke on you because that's what he's doing. And I speak that to myself. I mean, I can wake up in the morning and I just hear this, you know, you you suck. (laughs) <laughs> you you have nothing to say. You can't sing. You can't pray. You know, you're this, you're that. You know, he does it every day. He'll try to do it every yeah. day and just rob you of your ministry. Yes. Mm-hmm. You are ministers. You are a holy priesthood, a royal nation to proclaim the praises of him who called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do everything that I can. And, you know, beware of being the Mary Martha I get that because um, I am like that. I mean, I just want to do, 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 go, mm-hmm. go, go. And, and I want to I help as many as I can. But we know we have got to be merry at his feet. Mm-hmm. Worship, <clears throat> prayer, listen, just adore him. Um, and the, the cool thing about that vision was, when he nodded his head to the angel, I'm like, and then he's grabbing all that and just throwing it to earth. And so I started paying attention. When we had these storms roll through, which I don't know if you've noticed, we've had the most bizarre lightning and thundering and just all these noises. Have you noticed? I mean, I'm paying attention to this. And then I started tracking earthquakes. Well, the last storm that rolled through about two weeks ago there were like four or five earthquakes in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. It, that's pretty cool. Not that I want an earthquake, but <laughs> it's just yeah. all lining up. Yeah. And um, there was an earthquake in California yesterday. Mm. So it's just God 
God is true to his word. I mean, what he says is the truth that's holding this universe together. Um, so, also I began to look at Esther and who she was and her, her characteristics, you know, the fruit of Esther. So, she, she fasted, she prayed, she acted. She was courageous. She was afraid, but she did it anyway. Mm-hmm. And she called that nation to pray, and she dared to go into the king where she could have died. Right. So, you know, that's, that is a, a wonderful message. Look at that. And then I started thinking about Jezebel. Well, you've got a contrast of two queens there. Jezebel was a foul and wicked, manipulative mm-hmm. You know, she dominated, manipulated, yeah. uh, manipulated, and intimidated. Mm-hmm. And I have seen those characteristics in me. I have. Mm-hmm. I have done those things. <laughs> and um, and she was a murderous woman, hateful, evil to the core. And how just to beware, because you hear a lot of teachings about the spirit of Jezebel, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I believe that is the power that the principality over this nation yeah. is the Jezebel. She was filthy, uh, sexually immoral, perverse, killing the, the prophets of God. Mm-hmm. So I believe that is just in some prayers that from Jezebel is over, is trying to dominate this nation. You can see it in the perverseness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you, you just need to study that a little bit. And one night I told him, he told me, that it's not, Jezebel's not here. She's in, she's over the nation. Mm-hmm. We're just feeling the tentacles of it uh-huh. here, okay? Um, and um, your single life matters to the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. okay? It does matter. And you are anointed as a queen by Yahweh, by Abba, and that you are gifted and called. Um, let me just look at my notes here. I don't want to um, lose where I am. So something that we've been doing to go to war um, is worship warfare. Um, if you look at the story in Second Chronicles 20 of Jehoshaphat, I don't know, have you all read any of that? Have you had any revelation about that at all mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty beautiful second chronicles 20. second chronicles 20 okay and there's some amazing testimony and prophecy about 2020 mm-hmm. second chronicles 20 um that there's so many any um <coughs> ministries that like ihop mm-hmm. international house of prayer mm-hmm. so they keep worship and prayer going before the throne 24 7 and that worship warfare, basically the, the story of Jehoshaphat is as they came together, they fasted, they prayed, and they worshiped because their three armies were coming against Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And as they prayed and worshiped, the Lord set ambushes against the enemy and defeated this enemy. Okay? So that's the premise. So God has called a group of us to come together. We come together once a week, and we worship together and we pray, and we prophesy. Because part of that story, that testimony, is they listened. The prophets began to prophesy. 
This is what you do. You come to the temple, you worship, you pray, and God, the battle is not yours. Stand still. God will defeat your enemy. And so there's a great power to that. And looking at the story of King David, the life of David, he was a worshiping warrior. He worshiped God, and then he went to battle. And we don't worship against flesh and blood. I mean, war against flesh and blood. We war against powers and principalities. So that when we come together and we worship and we pray and we prophesy, God sends his armies out to do the work, Mm -hmm. to engage the enemy, to destroy the enemy. And so we've seen a lot of breakthrough already in our territory, which is yours, Mm -hmm. in just coming together every week to worship Jesus. Then we listen to the Holy Spirit. We proclaim his word. We sing his word. And we spend about two hours every week doing that. Mm -hmm. We set up a war room in our own home, Dino and I. We, our goal most of the weeks, if we don't get run over by work, is we want at least an hour in our war room every morning to put on worship music. And then we just begin to walk around that war room. We pray in the spirit. We interpret what we're saying. God gives us the interpretation. We proclaim it and we prophesy into our family, into our neighborhood, our church, people that are sick. And I'm telling you, we are seeing breakthroughs. We have a whole wall um, it's actually two um, closet doors, and we have taped your names. Your names are there, oh, okay? You. Our churches, our people, countries, um, the, the persecuted church. You, he has told us, think about it, Daniel was one man, and God came to him. Remember the angel came to Daniel. We heard, as soon as you began to pray, we heard you. But I had to fight my way to get to you. 21 days. And you just need to look at these. These are the testimony of God to us. We can make a difference in Iraq. One time we were in our war room and we were praying. And God gave us the word. Pray for there's there's military in Iran right now. And you need to pray for them. And the next day... One of our sheep, he's, he's in the military on a, on a destroyer, on a ship, mm-hmm. called, bawling and crying, I need your prayers. We are about to go into a secret mission, and I am terrified. Mm-hmm. So that was a fruit. God said that was the fruit of your prayer. Mm-hmm. And he had backslidden, and he was scared to death he was going to die. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying you have such great power wow. as women Standing in the gap for your children. Pray for them. Believe that God hears your prayers. Worship. Pray. Go to war. I mean, he's given us dominion, power, and authority. As women in our family, I mean, we have great influence in our children and our Mm. grandchildren. Um, And there's there's some things that I want to kind of wrap up with because I want you to be aware of this. Um, And I don't know if you are even aware of this. But the no gender uh, issue is a great attack upon us and upon our schools. One of the greatest enemies is the NEA, the National Education Mm -hmm. Association. It is totally liberal and totally dominated by Satan. Mm -hmm. Okay? It is. And their curriculum that they're trying to get into the schools, and a lot of them they have. I'm not sure about you. If you have children in the school, you need to know what's going on. Mm -hmm. I don't. But I've, I listened to, and you write this down. Well, 
take one of those and pass it around. On Facebook, there is a woman named Elizabeth Johnson. Do you all, have y'all heard of her? The activist mommy. And she has her finger on everything that's going on. She's been to the White House. Um, she's an awesome Christian uh, activist. And she, if you just pay attention, follow her, she'll update you every day, maybe several times a day, what's mm -hmm. going on in the schools, in the government, in the transgender, no gender agenda that is, that is wanting to put this, um, this curriculum. They're going to put the LGBT curriculum in the schools as a required course. Oh, Mom. Okay? Now, the Austin City Schools, and you can look this up, this is why this is so dangerous and so alarming. We cannot be asleep. So as young as third grade, they are teaching third graders in Austin City Schools um, the LGBT curriculum and the sex education, okay? And they are teaching children how to have safe anal sex. Oh, my God. Okay, this is true. I'm not making this up. So that is what they, they're going to indoctrinate the children right now to groom them that n no sexuality or what do they call it, a binary, no sexuality is what is truth. Hmm. That you get to decide however you feel what gender you're going to be, that your genitalia does not define who you are. Hmm as your gender. Hmm. And you may think that's crazy for me telling you this, mm -mm. Mm -mm. but you really need to wow. be informed. Mm -hmm. Okay? Um, let's see. Don't send them to school on yeah, those maybe. days. Um, <laughs> well, in California, there was a school system that kept all of their kids out <laughs> to protest this. Okay? Mm -hmm. um, they are doing drag queen story hour. In libraries. That happened in Cookville. Yeah, yeah, okay. This is happening. You, you look at uh, Activist Mommy sometime today. Um, this is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is demonic, satanic. This is part of the what? grooming the children. Mm -hmm. You may not be aware of there was a case in Texas that uh, happened last fall. A seven-year-old boy, a divorced couple. The father's a Christian. The mother's a pediatrician and an atheist, and the little boy, when he is with her, she makes him be a girl. When he is with daddy, he's a little boy. Do y'all Are y'all familiar with no, this? No. James Younger's his name. And so this huge no. court case. I've seen that case. Oh, really? I've seen that case too. Yes. I seen it. So this is the things that we're up against. And he's asking for prayer. Save my son. Oh, the wife is demanding that the court order the hormone blocker so she can transition him to a girl. Okay, so how does this apply to us? I mean, these are the powers and principalities that are at work to destroy our faith because the next thing is that Equality Act that has been passed by the left, by the Democrats, it is, they're trying to pass this Equality Act which will force us to... Um, it, it will be a law that if we discriminate against someone right. based on their gender, if we don't call them what gender, we can be arrested, taken to court. Do you see where this is yes, going? Yeah. 
So at the core of this, we've got to look at, okay, let's look through this smoke. Satan wants to destroy the identity of this nation because we are a Jesus nation. God Almighty founded this nation to be a Christian nation that we could send the gospel to the world. That is what we were created to do. And so we've been asleep since the 60s. This yeah. is when it began. Mm-hmm. And just year yeah. by year, decade by decade, we've been busy. Hey, I was one of those. I was in the drugs, the alcohol party in my brains out until I was 34 years yeah. old. I'm 58. So I'm guilty. I let it happen. I promoted it. I was in it. I had two abortions as an 18-year-old senior in high school and as a a sophomore in college. So I've done it. Now, when I went to the walk to Emmaus, I never thought I could be forgiven for having one, not, you know, at least two abortions, but at a time of repentance, you know, the dying moments, Mm -hmm. God forgave me. And he, he actually, I had no, I didn't even bring it up, but God put his finger on it. He said, I want that. I want to forgive you for that. And that was total breakthrough for me. And when I came out of the walk to Emmaus, I was totally, totally changed. And I knew that God had called me and my husband to be evangelists, revivalists, do whatever he said to do. So I just want, I pray your fire will be lit. That you will be outraged, number one. Mm -hmm. By what Satan, it's not the people we're warring against. But you say, God, you give me people. You give me people to talk to. I'm going to talk to them about abortion. Do you think God is on the side of any abortion at all? No. 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 He's pro-life. Okay? Life begins before you're even in the womb. So we've got to stand our ground. And I'm going to. And I thought... Wednesday, I thought, they're just going to kick me out of there. Because <laughs> I, had, I had said that. I'm going to speak, and even if they kick me out, and I thought, oh, my God, I just said it, and it's going to happen. <laughs> it will. So I asked God in September. I said, give me, give me places to speak, and I'll say it. Well, by November, my daughter and daughter-in-law brought their life group from a church in Lebanon, which is a great church, The Bridge. And I was able to give them this message. And they just, they set them on fire. They're like, the men were coming the next weekend. They said, please, please give the message to the men. Well, I didn't, I didn't want to speak to them, right. but Dino did. Yeah. He did. And then um, in March, I'll get to speak to another life group from Lebanon that's of that same group, mm-hmm. but she has another group. And she said they're just dead. So ask for places to speak. Right. You know, if it's one, I meet with one lady and you can come if you want. In Cookville, we meet for an, an hour and a half every week just to pray for our Upper Cumberland and for mm. our nation. And we pray for the school system. We pray for God destroy Planned Parenthood. Trump defunded Planned Parenthood. Right, Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> Listen, he's a brand new Christian. Did you know that? Yes. Do some <laughs> investigating. All right. When I was a brand new Christian, when he's about two or three years old or something, I was still... Well, within the first year, I was still smoking pot. (laughs) I was still cussing, still drinking. I don't drink anymore because that was a problem. 
But it took about a year, two years for me to quit smoking pot. And I was filled with the Spirit. Yeah. I'm just saying, give him a break. Yeah. Praise yeah. God that he's standing. He, he's putting prayer back in schools. He's putting prayer back in schools. Isn't right. that awesome? Mm-hmm. By God, he went to the March for Life. He spoke. Yeah. Let's celebrate that. Pray for him to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. I am praying. God, give him tongues. Yes. By God, he needs it. Yes. Think about that. God, get him. Look, do y'all know Robert Morris, a pastor in Dallas? I've heard that name. He's got a Gateway Church. You know Gateway Church. Uh, Carrie Job. Cody Carnes. Okay, they're on fire, Holy Ghost Church. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... He was so against tongues and being baptized in the Spirit. When he was wrestling with that, God did it in his sleep because he had to be unconscious for it to happen. And his wife said, uh, did you know what you were doing last night? Anyway, I'm just saying, God get him in his sleep. You jammed. I have a friend that that, that happened to. We, that happened to We her. kept on talking to him about, you need to be baptized in the Spirit. You need your tongues. He said, no, 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 no. I don't need that. Yeah. But he got him in his sleep. So... Listen, we need to be champions for our president. We need to stand. Why do you think we put that billboard in Rickmond? Making moves great again. And the flag. Have y'all seen that no. right there? Is it got yes. Donald Trump and his wife? No, no. no, no. It's, that's me and Dino. That's me. This we're is we're work near my old house. Yep, it's yeah, just right there house. at the crossroads. Okay. Did you do the clown one? I think they used to no, the Roland did that. <laughs> I would though. Who did that? Roland. Roland. Did he yeah. do that? Yeah. Okay. But my the one I'm going to put in up is um, Christians don't vote for abortion. That's coming. That's a I'm putting one. that up. That's, that's, that's good. We get we're getting together a group of of like minded people that will all go in and put start putting up billboards this year. So you just be on the look yeah. for those. And just pray over those that that will just cut to the heart. I've got so many Christian people that I know. I, I, they're all caught up on him cussing, that Trump curses. But they're slaughtering children, 4,000 a day. Yeah. Yeah. So we we got we to vote the way God says vote yeah. because we've got to have we've got to save the Christian and the right. babies yeah. um, look at these um, Mario Murillo follow him he is cutting a highway down California with crusades hmm. he is an on fire solid we've been following him for 20 years mm-hmm. and he is he is doing it miracle signs wonders he, you think about where two of the greatest revivals started were in California. Right. Azusa Street yeah. and then the Jesus Movement. Yeah. Okay, So God wants to save California from the left. Um, and who else? Franklin Graham. Mm-hmm. Pray for him. He's taking a stand for this, this nation. Um, Jay Sekulow. Oh, yeah. Do y'all know him? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. 40 Days for Life, Open Doors is keeping up, is monitoring the persecuted church. By God, we need to pray for them. The Christians of North Korea are starving. They have no food. Mm. Um, just pray. Pray for their food to be multiplied. Pray for manna from heaven, ravens to feed them. Yeah. Just pray the testimony of God. We can pray. Mm-hmm. We have power. Yeah. God is hearing us. Um, Oh, gosh. Okay, I want to ask you this. So, 
God has given. I've been praying. We had on the square in Livingston nine hours of prayer on Saturday, like back in October, and it was Awake in the Dawn. Are you familiar with that? Find them. They are what they did a march last October. They put every state had a tent, like David's tent. How David had a tabernacle that had worship and prayer to God 24-7. Remember when David was on the throne, the tabernacle of David. In Acts 15, he quotes Amos, In the last days I will rebuild the tabernacle of David, which is a a tabernacle of worship and praise 24-7 to God. Okay? Well, where is the tabernacle now? Where's the temple of God? Me. Mm -hmm. Who Who are the worshipers? Us. We are to be a temple of God, worshiping Him 24-7, 365, right? Mm-hmm. We're never separated from our God. Right. I mean, we cannot separate our lives. Be all in. Be available to pray in the Spirit at any time. Um, so, getting back to that. Um, so, that this is a time of increased worship and prayer, prophesying. So, I'm going to be from 9 to about 6... We are going to have a non-denominational time of prayer. Worship leaders will take an hour to two-hour blocks. And I'm asking people to help me. Come lead the worship, and we pray and prophesy, share scripture. Last time I did on the square, it was awesome. We we spoke out against abortion with a loud. I mean, it was Mm -hmm. wonderful. Um, So February the 22nd is the day. What's that? Oh, that's her daughter's birthday and her daughter's birthday. birthday. Amen. (laughs) And as I prayed, I've been praying since November. Mm -hmm. When, God? I know you want to do this again. When? When? I kept on praying. And just through a series of just meetings with him about it, he said, 2 Chronicles 20 is the chapter, because Jehoshaphat, right? Mm -hmm. 22. I said, okay, what verse is that? In that chapter, I went to that verse. It is when they began to sing and worship the Lord, he set ambushes and defeated the enemy. Well, that is just, you can't, you can't make that up. Right. So that's why it's the 22nd. Mm-hmm. So I want to invite you to come. I'm going to remind you. Okay. Come and just, if you have 15 minutes, there'll be just groups of people praying. If it's not on the square, it will be in our upper room which is right next door to Bells and Bow. Do y'all know where that Bells and Bow is? There's a door turquoise, turquoise. Door. Mm-hmm. door. That is our upper room prayer room. Um, we're increasing our prayer. We're in 40 days of fasting with our church. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have prayer and worship there every Wednesday night, Monday night from 5 to 6, Tuesday night from 5 to 6, and that's about all I can do right now. Um, but that's the best we can do mm-hmm. is to pray. Um, so just be aware, the enemy is trying to destroy this nation, uh-huh. and the only way it's going to turn around, God was just saying, hey, how bad do you want it? You mm-hmm. just want to keep on going and have your little meetings and, you know, all these worship things and prayer things, and you're not, you're not doing anything about it, mm-hmm. you know. You, you've got to show your desperation. Uh-huh. So, um, Isaiah 60, let's finish with this. Because we don't want to be, we're victorious. Uh-huh. Okay? That's right. 
we have the the victory. Mm-hmm. So I don't want us to get down. We just have to be aware. Right. Mm-hmm. And God says, sound the alarm on my mountain, right? Right. I'm blowing the trumpet and nobody's listening. So you're listening. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Listen well. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Amen? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's on you. You may think, well, I'm a nobody. I don't even know the Bible. That's one thing you need to do is you need to be in the Word every day. Right. That's right. We're reading the Bible through every year on a, on a, a Bible reading thing with our church. If you're not full of the Word, you can't prophesy. Right. If you're not full of the Word, your prayers are just going to go... Yeah. Think about it. The Word of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and deep darkness covers the people. Mm-hmm. We're there. Mm-hmm. But the Lord will arise over you, and His glory will be seen upon you. Mm-hmm. And they shall come to your light. Mm-hmm. I can't make that glory up. I can't right. make that happen. It's just you spending time, right? Mm-hmm. As you behold Him... His glory is just all over you. It's the truth, and you mm-hmm. got to believe that. Right. Your children will see your glory. Yeah. Make sure you don't leave that up to the church. You speak to yeah. them about Jesus. Right. Yeah. You stand in the gap. You know what I'm doing? I'm in my war room, and I'm saying, in the name of Jesus, no pedophiles touching my grandkids. Ain't no way. I will not have it. No abuser. You are not even going to speak to my children. You're not coming in their presence. The angels of God, if there's any word that's coming through the atmosphere to try to influence my children to be a no gender or the other gender, the angels of God will grab that and demolish it. You have got to get radical. You listen to the word and say, God, how can I apply this? Mm -hmm. I mean, he's going to reveal secrets and mysteries of the covenant to you. How do I pray? I am, there's no way. The demonic is coming through the blood of Jesus to speak right. to my grandchildren. No way. I'm not right. having it. Amen. But you've got to take a stand. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, that was good. <laughs> I get riled up. <laughs> I am. Yeah. I mean, my, my girls gave me this sweatshirt for Christmas. And it's like a little kid. I am not going to take it off. <laughs> so they see that in me. And I don't, I don't. I'm not trying to promote myself, and I don't see that. Think about it. Get fired up. Take your place. We are royalty. Satan shakes in his boots because of the power of God on us. Amen. They're going to come to your brightness. You know what? And even when you're in the darkness, it's the glory still on you. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had God say, I don't, you know, even if you're in a pit, my anointing is still on you. You go in there and you lead worship. Mm-hmm. You do it. Because it's my anointing. It's not yours. Right. Mm-hmm. So don't let anything disqualify you. Right. Yeah. Okay? Right. Do not. Because that's what he tries to do. Mm-hmm. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together. They come to you. I'm, I'm taking that. I want that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Your son shall come from afar, and your daughter shall be nursed at your side. Amen. <laughs> I've got people in prodigals in the pigsty, you know, that are being destroyed by drugs and alcohol, but I'm standing for them. Mm. And your heart shall swell with joy. And anyway, just Isaiah 60 is awesome. Mm-hmm. It may be dark out there, but we right. got the light. Right, that's right. So. Yeah. so I hope that you enjoyed her, her talk on what is my role. And as always, I want to say thank you for everyone who listens. Thank you for everyone who uh, shares. Thank you for everyone who comments and gives stars and gives hearts if you listen on SoundCloud. Hope you enjoyed today's message from Miss Catherine. And until next time, hope you all have a great day, a great week. I'll see you all later.